Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's On a Tuesday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, comment, because the page is growing, baby. At All Even Wave. Get on that wave. I'm trying to tell y'all, I don't want to have you left behind. I don't want you at the side of the road with your hand out, you know, thumb out, saying, hey, I'm trying to catch that old even wave. I don't know where it's at. No, no, no. Get on it now. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Lots to get into. Brian Cashman and the Yankees, they look terrible. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about the top five quarterbacks in the NFL draft. I'm going to rank them in order. Steph Curry's running amok in the NBA, and he's not a candidate for the MVP. Yes, I said it. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. 16 games into the season. 16 games into the Major League season, and the Yankees don't look so good. Why is that? Is it the fact that they don't have any talent? No. Is it the fact that They've had some injuries. Yes, they've had some injuries. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is them being 6-10. and 10. They just picked up a win tonight, 3-1 to one against the Braves. Decent win, but they're still not scoring any significant runs. The problem is that they can't hit. And they can't hit because this team was designed to smash and mash home runs. That's all they do. They can be able to hit a two-run bomb like the best of them. But in regards to bunting somebody over, situational hitting, stuff like that, it doesn't exist on this Yankee ball club. I'm not even a Yankee fan. I'm, I just love baseball. It's a New York team, so I'm definitely going to cover it. And I'm going to be very critical of what I'm seeing. The Yankees right now sit at 6-10. and 10. One of the worst teams in all of baseball, especially in the American League. And like I said, is it due to pitching? Yes, the pitching has not been stellar. But pitching is not the reason why they're 6-10. It's the fact that Stanton is batting 170. Hell, he struck out two times tonight. Two walks, two strikeouts. Judge is batting 240. 
He's hitting some home runs. Yes, he's he's delivering. But there's only one guy on this entire team that's hitting 300, and that's DJ LeMahieu. Now, it's the players that deserve to be criticized, and they have to step up and all of that stuff. Cool. But there's two people that I actually want to highlight here that I think is the problem. The first one I'm going to speak about is Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone was hired here because, you know, he doesn't, he's not a yeller, he's a teacher, he knows how to speak to the players, he can be able to motivate them without being that guy, yelling at them, like a Lou Pinella. He sold them on being the residential good guy babysitter as a manager. Because we all know that in baseball nowadays, Managers don't manage. The GM hands them advanced analytics, says this person's supposed to be batting here, 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 based on this, this, this. Okay, that's what they do. There's no managing anymore. So Aaron Boone, when the Yankees are struggling, all of a sudden he wants to call a players meeting and he wants to yell. He wants to try to motivate these guys. I'm sure they're looking at him like, you're yelling? You? I'm definitely not listening to this. Like, you, this is not what we signed up for. This is not what you got hired for. So what are you trying to prove? Who are you being right now? Because you're not being you. You're being a caricature of yourself. This is not you. So Aaron Boone, to me, has always been that manager that kind of skated by with a talented team. Has he done much with this team, though? Aaron Boone kind of reminds me of Steve Kerr. Not really a good coach, but he's put into this situation that can make him look like a great coach. That's what Aaron Boone is. I don't believe that he's a great motivator. I don't believe that he's a great X and O's guy. I don't believe that he teaches good fundamentals on this team. I don't. Joe Girardi was that. Joe Girardi was the hard-nosed, no-nonsense, I'm the manager, you're the player. I loved guys like that. But that was too hard for Yankees management to bear. The players probably weren't, they weren't happy about how Joe Girardi was managing them. It's too hard. You know, pressure is enough, long season, we can't have our manager screaming at us. So now here comes Aaron Boone. Hey, guys, I'll I'll take the job. I I won't yell at all. Now you're yelling. So what's the point of that? You can't motivate them that way. This group doesn't respond to that. And you know why I know they don't respond to that? Because right after that quote-unquote players meeting where he yelled and he called guys out, they got swept. So it's not working. But the other guy that I like to call out as well is Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman put this team together. Brian Cashman is supposed to be the smartest guy in the room. And for the most part in his career, he has been. But I don't see it through the first 16 games. I see a team that has no situational hitting. They don't know how to protect the strike zone. They don't know how to hit with two outs. They don't know how to move runners over. They don't know how to score with runners in scoring position. 
All of these things are based on advanced analytics. This is the players that he picked for this team. They're supposed to be able to do things. No, they're not. They're failing, and they're failing miserably. Because you know why? You got Aaron Judge, and you got Giancarlo Stanton. Two guys that are basically the same player. And you got Stanton for what reason? There was no reason to get him. You could have added another type of dynamic star instead of a guy like this. It's the same player. It's that Spider-Man picture. Except you got Giancarlo and Judge looking at each other. And Judge is actually the better player. Just can't stay healthy. But, newsflash, Stanton can't either. So, of course, the average Yankee fan is going to say, it's early, I don't want to panic, I'm not going to go crazy. But there's certain trends, there's certain things that you have to watch out for. Those things will end up being reasons you don't win a division or reasons why you're not playing in the playoffs. This team has bad habits. and They're not pretty to watch. This Yankee team right now is not fun to watch. And that's a concern. That's a big, big concern. So I'm sure Cashman is not overly concerned with the 6-10 and 10 start. But I'm sure it's in the back of his mind that this is not the way I thought we were going to start. And I'm telling you, I don't see Aaron Boone lasting another year in pinstripes if this team doesn't at least make it to the ALCS. Or at least make it to the World Series possibly. Aaron Boone has not done a well enough job to maintain it for the next five years. I don't see that. And any Yankee fan that wants to debate that, please, debate it. Tell me why Aaron Boone is a good manager. I'll wait. Couldn't lead a parade. (laughs) So if the Yankees are going to win this season, which I'm sure they will because they do have the offensive talent, they're just not hitting right now, it's despite their manager. It's despite their general manager. And if they fail, then I think everybody is going to be held accountable. Coming up after the break, some NFL news. Alex Smith retires. Jordan Reed retires. And I'll get to these NFL quarterbacks in regards to how I'm going to rank these top five quarterbacks in the draft. On a Tuesday night, it's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So the NFL draft is approaching and everybody's going crazy over these NFL quarterbacks and all these teams are scrambling And the uncertainty in this draft is probably the highest it's ever been. So many quarterbacks and, you know, you can't really tell them apart. And 
teams are confused and they're trying to send out smoke signals and they're trying to distract other teams to not draft this guy or make him drop. And I get all that. I get all that. So I want to do my own analysis of the top five guys in this draft. Because from what I'm hearing, it doesn't really seem like everybody's looking at it the way I am, which is just fine. So let's go ahead and go with these rankings, shall we? Coming in at number five, I'm going to have Zach Wilson out of BYU. Zach Wilson had his pro day and slinging it across his body. You know, people calling him the next Patrick Mahomes. He has some Matthew Stafford in him, all of those things. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. He has a strong arm, but he played at BYU. And he wasn't that impressive to me. In the big games, I think that when they played uh, Coastal Carolina, he had a game where he passed, I think it was like 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception against a pretty good Coastal Carolina team. And that's my thing. It's like, you get tested by some big-time competition. You look average. That doesn't impress me. That's why he's down there at five. And, of course, the Jets are in love with the number five-ranked quarterback because that's what they do, right? Shiny toy syndrome. So that's where he is. Coming in at number four to me, Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I think he has a lot of talent. He's fast. Has some mechanical issues that I don't like. But played in a big conference. Played in a conference where you know big-time competition is going to be played. Big-time games are going to be played. And he stepped up. He had some really, really good games, and he had two stinkers. So you're kind of saying, okay, you know, he shows flashes of greatness, but he also has a chance to throw duds as well. So I understand the uncertainty there. I understand the concern with certain teams that may want to take him number two, like the Jets, or even at number three, San Francisco, with Kyle Shanahan over there, so... Number three to me, Mac Jones. I've never heard of a player get so criticized for being on a good team and doing what he has to do. Could you imagine if he didn't complete those passes? Could you imagine if he didn't hit those wide receivers in stride and he was shooting the ball five yards away from him? or under-throwing uh, passes, throwing it out of bounds. They'd kill him, but yet they're killing him anyway. Oh, well, he played He played with these guys. He played. Mac Jones had one of the most efficient quarterback seasons in all of college football history. He completed like 77% of his passes. He's an accurate passer. Wouldn't you want that at the next level? I don't understand how 
a guy that's done everything right. Now, granted, the sample size is small. I think he's only started 16 games or so. But it's still 77%. And yeah, he's not as fast as Justin Fields. But he has escapability. He can be able to flush out of that pocket, get out of that pocket and make a play, extend the play. That's all you need the guy to do. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning that he can't get out of the pocket. So let's cut the nonsense on Mac Jones. Because every time I watch tape, Mac Jones impresses me more. So I think that Mac Jones is really, really good. And if he goes to the right place, like a San Francisco, maybe a New England that trades up for him, maybe even Denver. Who knows? But any one of those good places gets a quarterback like that, everybody's going to be like, man, this, this Mac Jones guy is pretty good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Coming in at number two is arguably, in my opinion, the most talented uh, quarterback in this draft. Trey Lance. Trey Lance can do it all. Plus arm, strong arm, can run out of the pocket, mobile, run people over. The last season that he actually played, 28 touchdowns to no interceptions. The kid is accurate. The kid is talented. The kid is fearless. The kid has the tools that you need to win. 6'4", 225, 30 pounds. He's a beast. Every time I see tape on this kid, just like Mac Jones, I say to myself, that's the guy. That's the guy. He has it. He has that special it quality, that superstar gene. Trey Lance has it. And I can tell you who doesn't. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's just a guy. And last but not least, we have, of course, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is the best pro prospect since Peyton Manning. Everybody wants to put in Andrew Luck. I'm going as far back as Peyton Manning. I think Lawrence is better than Luck. I think Lawrence could be better than Luck. That's just my opinion. Plus arm can be able to make every throw, can get out of the pocket. Big kid, 6'6", 235, leader, one at the highest level, beat the hell out of Alabama. That's always a, a precursor to knowing that you're going to be good. Check Deshaun Watson. So he has all the tools. Now, is he in the right situation? I don't know. Urban Meyer's there. Urban Meyer's a bit of a of a flake. You know, I've said things about him on this show already that he kind of reminds me of Red Fox when he used to hold his chest. Oh, Elizabeth, it's a big one. Like he's always, you know, I got to step away. I got to step away. I got So, we'll see how long Urban Meyer ends up staying here. And we'll see if Trevor Lawrence will buy into what the Jacksonville Jaguars are selling him and if he's willing to commit to this franchise long-term. Possibly not, but maybe he is. But he's the guy as well. 
So out of the top five quarterbacks, who do I feel is going to be successful and have a great or solid NFL career, and who do I think are the busts? Well, you already know how I feel about Zach Wilson. I think that he's going to be a blah quarterback. He has his Jim McMahon headband. And was Jim McMahon a great quarterback? No. So maybe he'll have a career like Jim without the Super Bowl ring, though. So I got him. Eh. I also have Justin Fields. Like It all depends on where he goes. I think he can have a solid career. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I think he's going to have a solid NFL career. I think Mac Jones is going to be a star. Call me crazy. I think Trey Lance is going to be a star. And I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star. So three out of the five quarterbacks that are going to be taken in this draft in the first round, obviously there are going to be more, are going to be high-caliber quarterbacks. Just like that 83 draft, you had guys in there that flushed out, but you had some Hall of Famers as well. I I think it's going to be somewhere very similar to that. Moving on, moving on. Alex Smith calls it a career. Alex Smith retires from the NFL. And what a story it was. You know, a guy that played at Utah, you know, rise of the ranks, got drafted number one overall by the 49ers. And his career didn't really pan out that well early on in, in San Francisco. He was doubted. You know, he, he, he didn't look sure of himself. The regime wasn't that great. And then slowly but surely, he started to figure it out. But was he a superstar? No, he was just a very decent quarterback. But nobody has ever said anything bad about Alex Smith. He, he's always been a respectful, you know, leader, team guy. When he ended up in Kansas City, you know, that was also a good fit for him as well. Andy Reid was there, and they had some success. They had a lot of success in Kansas City. They won a lot of games. But was he a guy that was able to get them over the hump? No. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes got drafted, and the rest is history. He ends up going to Washington and actually puts up a very good season. Comes back the next year and, you know, has that horrific injury. The fact that he's standing, he's running, he's able to do things with his wife and kids, it it just is nothing short of remarkable and amazing. You know, his leg looks like it's just mangled, but hard work perseverance the will to be great is what he showed and I respect guys like that I respect guys that know how to build their their careers up know how to build themselves back from ground zero and keep moving that's what he did to the point where Washington didn't even believe he was going to play he gets cleared by his doctors and Haskins gets cut, guys get hurt, and here comes Alex Smith. He plays, he plays well, he wins comeback player of the year. You know, things didn't really go well in Washington in regards to their expectations for him. They didn't want him there because they wanted to move on, and he understood that 
And at that point in his career, it's like, okay, do I want to continue to bounce around and be a backup quarterback and, you know, possibly have some complications with this leg playing football or maybe I'll run the risk of getting low bridged again and who knows, I may be in a wheelchair. I survived this to tell the story and I'm just going to walk away. And respect, kudos to that man. Because what he went through, it's stuff of of, of movies. I, I think they they should make a movie out of Alex Smith's career. They really should. Because you, you can't you can't write that. Not even good writers can write something like that. How it ended, he retires on his terms. Nobody told him, hey, we don't want you anymore. And you can't sign anywhere else. You're a bum. And then you just have to, like, tuck your tail between your legs and just go home. No, he said, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. There's offers out there, but I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be home. So respect to that man. The next guy to retire is, a, you know, not so great of a story in regards to comebacks. But Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed played eight seasons in the NFL, seven with the Washington football team and one with the 49ers, and he was a Pro Bowl tight end, put up great numbers, but the, the the concussions, the injuries, stopped him from being great. And every time I see Jordan Reed, it's like, what could have been? He could have been one of the best tight ends to play this game, be up there in the upper echelons with the Antonio Gates, the Kelseys, the Gonzalez, the Shannon Sharps. He had that type of ability, but it just wasn't in the cards. And that's that's life. That's what happens. You give it your all. You know, the mind is there, but sometimes the body isn't. And I also respect him for knowing it's time and walking away rather than keep playing, keep getting hurt, keep getting these concussions and possibly having some CTE issues down the road. No, call it a career, my dude. So salute. Definitely respect that man for that. In other news, the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is always a funny guy because he's so candid. He's like, you know, there's been a there's been some talks to, uh, you know, we've we've gotten some calls for the number ten pick, so we're, you know we might be thinking about moving it. And I'm like, no, don't move it. If you're gonna move it, make sure you move up. Don't go down. Don't go back. Don't go into the next round. No, 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 no. Kyle Pitts, Patrick Sertain, J.C. Horn. That's the only three guys I want. And maybe if Trey Lance drops to you with 10, you take him as well. But don't trade back into the second round. Go up. Go up, Jerry. Do the right thing. You got to listen and make sure that when Atlanta calls, you pick up and you make the deal. You get it done. Lock in number four. Kyle Pitts on the way. Thank you. That is all. <laughs> I got nothing else on that. That is all. Do what's right, Jerry. Kyle Pitts. In other news, though, NBA news, Steph Curry is on a tear. Everybody loves what he's doing. He's averaging like 40 points a game in his last I don't know, five, ten games, knocking it down, hitting threes, beating teams. He beat the the Sixers the other night. 
just by his stellar play. And listen, kudos to him. Steph Curry is a phenomenal talent, always been, revolutionized the game in regards to the three-point shot. But here's where things get a little dicey. He is not an MVP candidate this season. Based on what the NBA has always deemed the most valuable player to be, he is not. He's not on a team that's a winning team. And that's where the argument ends. That's it. Because as much as people love Steph Curry, it's like just because people love Steph Curry and he's personable and it's, oh, we got a campaign for him to be in a conversation. Dame Lillard did this last year. Nobody was campaigning for Dame to be an MVP. But because Steph is Steph, he has to be up there. For what? No. No. It's not the way it works. Team got to win. You got to be the best player on that team. He's not. He's not. Dame before him. Harden before him. Russ before him. There's a whole bunch of other players that have had great seasons on bad, mediocre teams that are not going anywhere that have fallen short of MVP. It's okay. Just because it's Steph doesn't mean that you got to reinvent the wheel. Because LeBron James has done it plenty of times. Kobe Bryant has done it a ton. But because we got all these Steph Curry stands out there that, oh, no, no, we have to put him in the conversation. (laughs) Everybody else, no, 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 that's not what the award is. It's not what the award is. You know, they got to win. But once Steph is in there, all of a sudden the goalpost gets moved a little bit. Give me a break. He's having a great season, but let's not be prisoners of the moment. He is not having a season like Embiid. He's not having a season like Jokic. He's not having a season like Giannis. He's not having those type of seasons. Why? Because his team ain't winning. Period. All of this heroics that he's putting in, they're still 29 and 29. No MVP consideration. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe when Clay comes back next year and you have an actual team around you, maybe then you'll get some consideration. But right now, we got to stop this. We just have to stop this nonsense. Like, I've seen guys average close to 40 points a game and not get a single vote for MVP. So let's just stop. Steph is great. It's great. He's going to hit over 300 threes this year. Okay, great. He's phenomenal. Warriors are, are, are exciting to watch because of him. Great. He's actually exceeded my expectations for him because I've always said that Steph Curry can't carry a team. He's actually doing it this year. So I can't knock him. But in regards to saying that he needs some votes for MVP, hell no. Hell no. In other news, real quick, Chris Paul has passed Magic Johnson for fifth all-time on the assist list. Kudos to him. He's had a great career. He really has. And the only thing left for him to do is to win a championship. Does he have a legit chance this year to do that? Yeah, I guess. Suns are a good team. But do we really think that they're going to beat Denver or 
the Lakers in the playoffs. No, no. So Chris Paul continues to defy the odds. You know, wherever he goes, they win. And that's a testament to his leadership. You know, he's always gotten a bad rap in regards to guys not wanting to play with him or, you know, he demands too much of his teammates. But the results are the results. He gets it done. Does he win titles? No, but he definitely knows how to repair an image for a franchise. And that, to me, is like honorable mention. You know what I mean? You might not be a champion, but you get honorable mention for that. So respect to Chris Paul as he continues to, you know, rewrite history. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday. It's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the yeah, studio yeah. right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh listen. Oh. Shout out to the O Even podcast. My oh, man yeah. Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast. Yeah, my man got the joint. What's up? Oh, Even. Oh, Even podcast. Yo, yeah, it ain't Even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this joint up, man. Oh, Even. Yo, you. Oh my God. What's up with you, man? Now you got. Well, that's a shout. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. Shout out to all even podcast, right? All even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to all even podcast. You cool? Let me see. Is he cool? 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 Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com Where everyday apparel for cigar smokers Let's get it What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy the Candyman The A-L-F-R-E to the D It's your boy Alfred from the Rap Lab Podcast And it's the one and only True G Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant Boy, that shit crazy Welcome back y'all So without further ado the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So let's just jump right to it, shall we? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is... Kevin Durant. Power forward, small forward, all... Pro player, all guard, all forward for the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant is my candidate for yeah. because he was asked what are the top players that he's played with in his career. And he said, in kind, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Serge Ibaka. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I've had enough. I've had enough of this guy. I've had enough of him doing this passive-aggressive thing with Russell Westbrook. I am not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. I think that his basketball IQ is not there, but he is the most physical specimen we've seen at the point guard position in the history of the NBA. But Kevin Durant seems to needle this guy all the time. And when asked 
about it. Hey, how did you forget to mention Russell Westbrook? He says, oh, oh, you know, it slipped my mind. I I didn't really, I, I kind of forgot. Really? Really? So, Oklahoma City doesn't ring a bell. You mentioned the other two guys that you played with in Oklahoma City. James Harden and Serge Ibaka. But Russell Westbrook gets omitted. You forget about him. That, that, that to me is just his pettiness rising to the surface. If Westbrook would have come up to him and be like, all right, you won't smoke, let's, let's have it out. Let's fight. What do you think Kevin Durant going to do? <laughs> you going to run and create a burner account and then talk about his experience? Like, oh, what are we doing here? How could you forget that? But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. He did not forget it. He's doing it on purpose. Because that's what Kevin Durant does. Kevin Durant is like that, that girl that you've encountered that just loves drama. Doesn't matter what it is. Can't be happy unless there's drama around. She talks about this girl. She talks about that girl. Talks about the people at work. Like, it's just always something. That is him. That is Mr. Net in a nutshell. Just can't get right. Can't get right. And the sad part is that it constantly gets hurt. And every time he gets hurt, he runs his mouth. Then he gets hurt and he runs his mouth some more. Uh, you, you need to play. I think all of this time off is just making it worse for him. Stop talking to him. Stop asking him questions like this. Just play basketball. Nobody cares what he has to say. And yet, a mic is constantly put in his face. Pause. And maybe the reason why he's always hurt all the time is maybe because the dummy truck keeps running over him. That's probably what it is. Undisclosed injury. Dummy. Kevin Durant is going to be in two Hall of Fames. He's going to be in the Naismith Hall of Fame for his basketball prowess and his accolades. And he's definitely going to be in the Dummy Hall of Fame. So Kevin Durant, you are holding more L's than a weed cipher. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. But before I before I wrap up, I'd like to speak on the Derek Chauvin verdict as he was guilty on all charges and justice has been served in regards to the verdict we're gonna see what the sentencing is and this is not a time for anybody to celebrate or do backflips or anything like that it's a it's a time to really sit back and reflect on what we've witnessed in regards to this being history that we actually saw a police officer kill somebody in front of us and they're actually going to pay for their crimes. It's it's unprecedented and it's something that we should always remember. It's something that will live on in the history books, but it's something that we should we shouldn't 
rest our laurels on. We shouldn't get complacent in regards to one isolated incident that the world over knew was the right decision. Other officers need to be accountable. The officers that were there that same day, two officers that were holding down George Floyd's legs, accountable. It's time for them to be accountable. There were 75 people that were killed during this Derek Chauvin case by the police nationwide. It's a small step. It's a small step, but we still need reform. We still need things to change in this country. We still need to be able to speak to people and communicate to them and have them understand what's really going on out there instead of everybody living in their little anecdotal experiences, their little bubbles. Pay attention. Listen to the people that are around you and listen to the people that aren't around you as well. Change may be coming, but we all have to continue to push it forward. And not just expect it to happen. George Floyd lost his life for us to get to this point. Let's not have him die in vain. Let's not throw a party and think it's all kumbaya out there. Let's continue to do what we have to do. To make sure that 10 years, 15 years from now, when our kids are growing up, they don't have to worry about stuff like this. Is that a... Uh, optimistic approach to look at it? Yes, it is. I am always trying to be optimistic. But the other side of me is extremely pessimistic as well. So this is why I need to see the work being done. I need to see everybody trying to get that work done. America the Great, right? Let's make it that way for real. So I'll see y'all Saturday. So until then... Stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcasts. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcasts. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.